That's cool. Okay, we're gonna do this introduction because we've worked, we've done it so many times and perfected it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. All right, everyone, welcome back to Success Pending. My name is Raven. And this is Ari. And we're excited to, fuck, did I do that backwards? No. No? You were fine. I was. <laughs> run this shit back do we have to okay fine hey guys it's another week of success pending this is ari and this is raven and today we have a very very special guest and raven take it away lead in the introduction oh yeah oh yeah so first of all i want to introduce introduce Curie to the studio. I'm so happy that we were able to get you to come in and we were able to get our schedules together because today we wanted to talk about mental health. And I mean, that's something that we talk about on the show quite often, but I think it's even better. Be in shambles, not professionally. So, no, no we, this is going to be a, a new facelift on mental health for us. We actually have someone who studies it here. So, we're not just out here complaining and being like, why is life so <laughs> fucking being drunk? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we have someone who actually has studies to back up, like, why is everything so hard? <laughs> She can describe what she does a lot better, but we want to talk about mental health and Kiri. um, Tell us a little bit about yourself right now. I know you're studying at DePaul um, Clinical Psych. It's actually a master's program at DePaul for clinical mental health counseling. So there's a slight difference in that, um, just as far as what those two programs focus on. But mine is more geared towards therapy, and that other one is a little bit more assessment-based research-oriented. Okay, so the one that you're doing is to help people like us who are just, like, overwhelmed by life. Yeah, (laughs) just your typical mental health. I need help figuring out stress. You know, there's a wide range of different things you could tap into in the therapy room. Do you have, like, a specialization? So um, the way the program is set up, there are three different tracks. Um, If I were in mental health, it might look like school counseling where I'd be in school settings or um, career or um, excuse me uh, campus situated settings but I'm the community based mental health um, expert today so uh, I guess within that I would like to focus on stress management in my career um, mood disorders be it things like bipolar disorder um, depression anxiety and then I want to try to dabble into substance use and abuse because that's mm-hmm. a big thing that we see a lot of as well. But I haven't geared down just yet. I haven't graduated, so I'm still like going through the motions right now as far as interning. But those are some things that I like to focus on. And those are dope things. Um, when you were going through that list, I was you know thinking like, so first of all, like what made you decide to pursue studying counseling? Um. Uh, well, I actually did not even, like, I guess intend to, you know, how you specify what you want to major in at some point, figure out what you think you want to do for the rest of your life. I thought I would be in information technology, like something that's not personal, like at all. And then I ended up taking this social psych class in high school, um, and it really got me thinking about psychology and how people think. So I ended up majoring in that at undergrad, and, um. That track was more research-based, which I found that I didn't want to be the 
primary focus, which research is important, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to actually have direct contact with the people behind these studies. Mm -hmm. And that led me to, took a break after undergrad, um, majoring in psych and decided that I wanted to keep it going in grad school. And um, I found a poem. So, right, because you're yeah. not from here. You're another transplant. <laughs> yeah, oh, I snap. <laughs> Tell the people where you're from. Um, Got a reputation. Yeah, I'm from Birmingham, so I've just been kind of moving up the moving up the map through school. Yeah, <laughs> transplants in the house. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a you know this is, this is the dominant force I'm, now. Oh, is it really? I'm not yes. numbered. I'm not numbered in my own house. <laughs> she's from Baltimore. Oh, I Yes, yes, yes. But that's what's up. That's super dope. Um, and you, you went in because I know we've had conversations about like your degree and yes. just like all that's going inside. Because Carrie's busy as fuck. Like y'all don't understand. Like the fact that she one agreed and two is here. Like I am so grateful because this girl is out here trying to like help the community and get us together and help us to just like manage these stressors. And in order to do that, she has to take mad classes and do a bunch of internships. And then there's some job too because yeah. folks got to eat like what is involved with like completing your degree because i know you, you say you haven't graduated yet uh-huh. but it sounds like it sounds like you're on the cusp like you're getting close oh yeah i'm very this is like the home stretch uh in a sense it's typically two years that they pan out for counseling programs but the pause is three and so i'm actually i'll be starting my third one next wednesday actually but um that's the last thing. A couple of classes each quarter. It's a quarter system. But for the most part, this year is all about interning. So, which I've already begun this summer, and I'm at a site right now um, in Robbins Park. So, I'm kind of just getting those hours built up so I can get my licensure next spring and go from there in the real world. So, also, once you get your license official, like you, yeah. you, you just find a place to like settle down and set up shop and yeah you're really in the community oh wow that's real how do you feel <laughs> like i mean like, are you nervous i am like, <laughs> I am, like completely transparent i, I am because like that's a lie you know like counselors like what separates us from a whole lot of other fields it's like you think about other fields have these different tools they use you know to get to the population they need in a sense, you could think of the counselor as the tool, like the instrument. Like it's all about us holding that space for people, um, that empathy, all those things that they teach us in school, positive regard, those principles we have to hold. Um, it can take a toll on you. So we have to make sure that we're okay before we can help all these other people. Like it's a lot. <laughs> Listen, okay. As soon as you said that, because I've been in therapy, I was in therapy for like three years, like in succession, like senior of college and then I took like a little break and then I went again for like three years and so I, I don't know I've been seeing memes on the internet and people be like it's because you're an Aquarius but like I've gone to therapy and like asked my therapist like how are you and like I'm here for myself and I'm supposed to be here to like talk about what's going on with me but then like shit gets too heavy and I'm just like but how are you doing how was your day what did you eat did you eat yet like that's important and I've always wondered because like for me it's just kind of like like damn like these are still like people like they taking in all of this like heavy information from like people because to me i was like i'm doing some heavy shit like does she have to how is how are they managing it so i always wonder like are there special counselors for people who are counselors do they have to like sign up for someone is that a thing in the sense that we have like if you're a counselor go this route but they do tell us like from the jump you might want to get you 
a therapist, especially leading into interning and stuff like that, just so we we have ourselves in check. Mm-hmm. Um, we have supervision incorporated into all these things, so there's always going to be somebody like above us to kind of help with that. But ultimately, like our self care and like us staying grounded is our responsibility. So, however you see whatever that means to a given person, um, you just have to make sure you do that. I want to touch in the self-care in just a little bit, but I think it's um, interesting too. So like when I see, cause I love your Instagram stories. Like I follow a lot of like the posts that you post mm-hmm. and a lot of them center on like self-care and self-love and just like being able to take care of yourself and boundaries and all of these things. And I, now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, so when you post them, is it, I, I it resonates with me, but like, mm-hmm. is it like, damn, this is for me, but like, <laughs> let me share it for somebody else too. Yeah, I, try to, I try to curate all of my social media pages. Like, I think about myself first. Like, I kind of do use it to me. And then I think about, well, this, I feel like somebody else might benefit from it too. But I definitely like can look back and say, yeah, that was probably me, you know, feeling something from that post because of something that I was going through or something I have gone through. And I'll throw it out there to the rest of my feed to see if they feel the same. Um, Yeah. I try not to be like a creep, but I'm like, (laughs) all of these all of these like otherwise like your inbox would just be like hearts 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 hearts, just liking all of the posts because i'm just like this is truth i needed this today so i appreciate your instagram stories when you do give me those likes like that makes me feel you know like that validates what i'm doing because i know like it's not just me like somebody else benefits from it so Mm. i'll keep at it (laughs) awesome um well, I guess we kind of touched on it, but like, just like um, as far as like the importance of mental health in general, and mm-hmm. you can just it can be observations that maybe you've had like now that you're like fully immersed or like becoming more immersed into this like community of um, counselors who are out to help others mm-hmm. with their mental health and. What is what do you feel like is the importance of it? Because I think a lot of people, just to kind of put it in context, it's put on the back burner. You know, like if you break your leg, people tend to usually go to the hospital. But when you're feeling sad for like days at a time, people don't associate it with like an issue. They think it's I don't know, like I'm just in a rut or yeah. whatever, whatever. But like if you could maybe kind of speak towards like the importance of mental health, maybe even for those who are just kind of like, eh, you know, don't think about it too much. Like what would you want to convey? Yeah. So like our, our thoughts, our feelings, emotions, like our actions are all connected. So with that mental health and physical health, as you touched on are connected and you can't have one without the other. Like there are physiological symptoms that people present as a result of having like deficits in mental health status. Um, and that's one thing I really appreciate with the uh, site I am at currently with interning. They take that integrated, like, integrated um, approach and they don't only offer mental health like care. They have employment support. Mm-hmm. They have um, psychiatrists on call. There's a medication clinic on the first floor. Like they try to tap into all these different aspects of someone's life so that we aren't just treating mental health in the vacuum. Like we send them out to the world in the hope that they can actually like sustain themselves in the community because maybe it's not because you're lazy that you're not getting a job, but maybe you just need help in medication management to, you know, 
ward off your depression and no one else has realized this and so they try to not just focus on mental health because again it is related to all these other aspects of your life so i feel like mental health is important because like it shouldn't be on the back burner like that's the like if you think of it as a pyramid i feel like that's one of the highest needs honestly mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't express like how much <laughs> I really like could get on a soapbox as far as different approaches and funding and mm. all this stuff that comes into play. Because money sometimes, unfortunately, is the reason why we look at it a certain way. But um, it should be looked at a lot more than it is right now. Mm, yeah, because a lot of people be like, oh, that's not a problem that we have mm-hmm. or whatever like that. Like, oh, that's some bullshit problems. That's why people problems. You're going to therapy, especially like older folks. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, Lord. Yeah. There's a generational, with just about anything else, like there's going to be a generational conflict between like what we're doing right now and what they thought was okay to do. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the pray about a generation. It's just a lot, right? And you can pray and have a therapist. Like, you can. You can have a spiritually focused therapist. Like, you don't have to compensate one for the other. Right. right. Oh, man. And that led into the... Uh, I just thought about, like, the um, question about, like, medication. Because I know for, like, some people, like, they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, you need to just, like take walks and mm-hmm. go vegan mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm looking at your face <laughs> like take walks and like just do this and like kind of kind of seem to like oversimplify like yeah. what is you know for some people could be more than just like life factors it could be like an actual just like a chemical imbalance at yes. the end of the day like exactly. what's going on and sometimes like you need a little extra but like even for me like I'm but I've like growing up like was like super just like I didn't understand the role of like medication as far as like mental health mm-hmm. but like now as I'm adult I'm just like hmm this you know definitely has its place and like even if, like for myself I'm like would this be something that maybe I want to look into or something like that yeah. but, like but for some people they're just like no never and it's it's kind of like like you were saying like it's okay to do both and if it works for you cool that's works for you but you know i it's i guess literally different strokes for different folks in that sense yeah no like it's on a spectrum everything is not black and white especially when it comes to mental health so and like research shows actually if you have some kind of combination of meds and therapy that's going to give you the most um success just off of the numbers but yeah like you can't say oh you have depression that you need meds necessarily mm-hmm. um it might be something that you want to talk about as far as considering it but like you said everyone has different needs so yeah and sometimes with some people going outside helps it's like you said the spectrum right you know yeah but yeah. so you talked about you kind of like mm-hmm mentioned like money like oh it's expensive you know people don't really take it serious or Mm -hmm. like you said that's white people problems white people statistically have money whatever so um right and access to it so um i always wondered because i've been in therapy for 
almost 10 years now it's like very much just like a part of my life Mm -hmm. and one thing I've noticed with like my peers is that like they will always say like oh I'm trying to find someone but they don't take my insurance like that's always like a big thing Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering like because I kind of feel like I could be completely wrong but I feel like there there may be like a a surge in like mental health knowledge now Mm -hmm. so it's becoming more accepting and I was just wondering if like you may not know the answer to this, but like our our like insurance companies like starting to like I don't know like make mental health like kind of like incorporated into like their plans or like you know like from like the medical side like mm-hmm. is something being done about it or um excuse me uh, I can't as far as the big picture of it I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure what that looks like I can only imagine with it being more awareness of it that more people are looking into. Um, more that like it's the main insurance companies are looking into covering some aspect of mental health, if not all. Um, but yeah, like unfortunately, with greater awareness comes greater need uh, as far as the workforce. How many people per given community are actually able to provide those services? Which is is growing exponentially right now. And that's something we're actually going to have to figure out as far as how we. Um, execute our services and where we provide them um, just on that alone but I do think that I think I could confidently say that more people are looking at it as a real thing um, insurance is picky with counseling and therapy sometimes just sure. because of the I wonder why subjectivity though. of it it's hard it's, it's hard to build sometimes like it all again unfortunately that the world's greatest things come down to money sometimes right they just don't see i guess um they don't see the ease in being able to measure some of these things like people overcoming depression more abstract i guess um concepts in mental health as subjectively as we kind of need to they want like concrete numbers Mm -hmm. this is what you did it almost takes Mm -hmm. that person like that personalization out of it sometimes but um i will say because where i'm working we focus on medicaid only uh people and the clients and they are very like we need your notes to be this way like or you won't be billed like and it's kind of sad so if you have more people who can maybe reach out to um, a greater population or a greater number of clients. Um, I mean, you hear pro bono work sometimes. A lot of people offer sliding scales. So if they see a need in a certain client and um, they can't give all of that at that given time, then they can work with them. Which is why I try to like always suggest that or um, have people consider that when they are considering going to therapy. Because I feel especially like for us, like as far as black people go, not only is there a stigma you're going against, but it is known to be like, it's an expensive service. Mm. And if you don't have insurance at all, um, I don't want you to- $200 a session. A session. (laughs) One meeting. And it's going to take, you know, several. (laughs) I I hear you. It's tough. It's tough. That actually was going to be like you kind of you really touched on it a lot but just like I mean because even myself like I decided like like last month I'm like okay I'm gonna look into like getting a therapist again mm-hmm. because 
niggas been trying me. <laughs> like, so I'm just like, I need to talk to someone yeah. before I like catch a body. I'm kidding. Um, but she's not kidding. <laughs> I do have a list of people. <laughs> but um, it's fucking hard because, yeah. like, first they like want you, they want like your PCP to like give you like a recommendation. First of all, I don't have a PCP. Um, I've been going like I just got insurance like a month ago, and I, so I've just been going to like anything's wrong. I've been on the you know little ratchet insurance plan where it's some ginger ale, Vicks vapor rub, and you take a nap. <laughs> or like a clinic or something yeah. and the sliding scale and that isn't until you make too much money. Right. Lord. So I've been turned away a lot recently, just like in the last like two months. And it's frustrating. So I just like I don't know, like is there any like inside like or tips that you can give to people who are trying well, to find a therapist? Yeah. Yeah, um, with therapy, they're trying to really destigmatize the concept of therapy in underrepresented or underserved communities. Um, there's a lot of, I find, like, okay, so I listened to this one podcast, um, mm-hmm. Therapy for Black Girls, and everyone, you know, not just black girls could benefit from listening to it. She's based, she's a therapist based in Atlanta, I think, and she... Uh, has this directory in her website that gives you specifically I want to say all of the therapists are black women um, on like a nationwide kind of scale mm-hmm. so you can go in and put your location in and find that that way if you are really like hesitant about therapy you want to make sure because some people feel comfortable with someone that looks like them and knows their experience if it's some racial aspect of it that's just how it is mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah so if you want to really focus on <laughs> I like that. to say the n-word with, 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 with my therapist that's very important to my, me my last counselor was could have been my aunt so I didn't go that far I didn't like cuss really? in front of her but like I got lucky because she was she was she looked like somebody's auntie she was she was just black and she was super just like chill like she she looked like that auntie that could cook real good <laughs> like older auntie like Maya Angelou auntie no, or like Maya Angelou auntie like, like uh, who's that? Loretta Devine, auntie. Right, how old? Like, how old are we talking? Um, are we talking like Janelle Monae, auntie? No, like, uh, like Gabrielle Union. But, oh, okay. Um, or like Gabby Sidibay type. Oh, it's like older sister. Older. I don't think that we're we're gro- we gro- we aunties. I know we aunties now. I get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's like an older sister. I be forgetting, <laughs> but my sisters are like ten years older than me. So like I be like, oh, that's right, y'all. Oh, like the the scale is we is off for me. <laughs> I grew up like I was born an aunt. There was already children around when I like was conceived and like born. I'm like, who's, who's this nigga? That's your nephew. The fuck out the utero. But sorry, no, but I got lucky. Just saying all this, I got lucky that my first, well, second, my second therapist was like somebody's aunt. So it, but so to me that is important because there yeah. was times where I was just like. Man, girl, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one of the ways I would try to um, fuck her down and try to get like if you really think that that's something that you you need that's a you know requirement priority for your therapist, you go on that. Um, there's another podcast I think between sessions, which is mostly geared towards. 
feel like people in the field, but they also have the directory on that same aspect, and that's just um, black and brown therapists. So mm. it's not gender specific, but it is more race and ethnicity specific. Um, if you're just looking for a therapist, period, and maybe you want to fine tune what they focus on. Then psychology today is a uh, directory. I've tried use. that. Um, so it's a it's really general, but you'll get a lot more hits from that. Um, I believe just because that's like a reputable source in the field. Um, but yeah, maybe try and think of like a local based resource. And I can't not anything now, but. Um, that's where I would start. And again, <clears throat> excuse me, if you do know that your insurance company, if you have some type of coverage, I would try to reach out to them, which is a headache. Oh, girl. Just anyway. But <laughs> just try. <laughs> just try. I know. Yeah. Just try. And yeah. They'll give you some, you know, they'll drop a, they might drop a 50 page PDF file in your email, but they'll give it to you. It's more than what we started with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also for like our listeners that, are still in school mm-hmm. definitely utilize like the counseling center oh, it is yeah. included well it was included at my school it was like included in the university fees no, that you mm-hmm. pay every semester and that's and that's actually kind of like how i got introduced mm-hmm. um like freshman year um of college that was like how i got introduced into counseling because it was just like you know go and like also my mm-hmm. so my first therapist was a PhD student and she was like doing like her I don't know the word I don't know clinicals nah her intern intern, it could be her internship or whatever yeah like but it was just like super cool like I kind of valued that like it was this person that was in school just like me you know a little older that could like kind of like relate to like what I was going through so with that being said definitely find out what works for you some people like older aunties that remind you of their mom or their father or whomever so um that's definitely important um a lot of people who are listening probably have never even been to counseling so can you kind of like describe like what like a session would like look like yes so um yeah like when you're just starting off it's gonna look a little different compared to the rest of the succeeding um, sessions but you know they want to get to know you just like any other relationship you're establishing so they want to get some background info on like the major aspects of your life your lifestyle in a sense they need a snapshot of that so they can know what to kind of look at and um, get a sense of what goals you might want to accomplish with them but those first few sessions are just going to be introductory building that rapport um, establishing that relationship, you know, how, how are your other relationships in life? What's your typical day look like? How's your employment status? Things like that. Um, probably won't touch trauma as much because that is a very touchy subject, but um, they should, if they're a trauma-informed um, practitioner, eventually that might come up um, with the discretion of the comfort of the client, of course, but low level really just getting to know yourself during the first few sessions and then after that it's basically you know you're here why are you here today do you have a specific thing you want to work on um if they're super structured depending on their 
theoretical approach that might involve you like actually having homework after the session and bringing in what happened um, in between that visit and the next. Um, different worksheets during sessions. Or uh, some people are really more free flowing and they just kind of go with whatever the client provides and it's really like client led or client centered. But um, the client is forced to do anything. You know, they're there, that's their space. They have the understanding that they can, you know, receive whatever help they're requesting as long as they're remaining open to whatever the counselor suggests. It's good that you brought up the fact that like the first few sessions are very like trying to get to know you, trying to figure out how you think, because I think for a lot of people, you go to you go to counseling when you're going through something. Mm-hmm. So that first session, you're like, this is what I'm going through. I'm so stressed out. I'm, I'm whatever. And your therapist is probably looking at you like, I don't even know who you are. I don't right. know how you think you could be a hamster killer. And I and I can't even assess that now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like until until we kind of like get through like the foundation right. of like who you are as a person. So like I'm not a therapist. Y'all know this. But I recommend that you seek therapy before you're don't I mean we're all going through something but like before you're actually really going through something so when you do go through something your therapist knows who you are they're very comfortable with you you're very comfortable with them mm-hmm. and you're able to figure it out like much better because when I first moved here I was so stressed out I like had to switch I, I had to get a new therapist and I was like explaining to her like my whole story I was trying to explain to her my whole story mm-hmm. in 15 minutes in my hour session so I can talk about 45 minutes of what I'm actually going through but it ain't work like that yeah. and I was stressed because I couldn't talk about what I was really going through it's mm-hmm. so, like a month later and I wasn't even going through that no more yep <laughs> that was the same thing with me <laughs> I wasn't even going through that no more yeah. so yeah yeah it's I mean I remember my first time going to therapy my senior year of college and like they made me fill out a questionnaire and I was just kind of like I guess <laughs> and then, sure sure I, it was hella long but you know and just like Kiri said like the first session was just like what do you, what are you going through and but we didn't even really get to talk about it it was just like what's your life tell me your whole life story and then it was like done and I was just like what the fuck? Like, do they really care? Like, oh my God, like, I, the last thing I want to do is be vulnerable and then have someone be like, time is up or some shit like that. But it's like, man, that's the worst. That's the worst. When you got like three minutes left. Oh. And you're like, fix me, girl. <laughs> right. Before I have to leave and go back out here. But like, that's not how it works. It's like an ongoing thing. Like, yeah. you know, and like when you're anxious and just like, oh my God, I'm going th- like everything, like the whole world just seems to be against me right now. Like, you want to get it all done like right then and there. That's not how it works. Patience. 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 Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. You got to get, you got to, you got to work through it and you got to, you know, like we touched on earlier, you know, find the therapist that you vibe with. Like the mm-hmm. first one you get with, like doesn't necessarily have to be the one that you stick with. You can, you know, hop, hop around until you find someone that you feel like gets you and that you feel like you can be open and vulnerable with. Yeah. And, and give it a chance, you know, with all that you both have said, like it's going to take more than one session. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with that intro aspect, like you yeah. gotta trust the process. You really do. Yeah, so remain open to it. So don't just be like that therapist is whack. We didn't talk about nothing because guess what? When you find the next therapist, guess what you're gonna talk about? Just the, the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> so be patient. Give it a few weeks, and then then be like, I right, okay. 
But with that being said, if your therapist does suck, yeah. please don't feel bad to break up with your therapist. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm pretty sure they are trained to go through divorces often. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone's not going to work with everyone. Like, don't feel bad. Like, oh, what if I just stop coming? Or what if I would like tell them straight up? Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to move on. Like, I think I'm going to try something different. Like, I don't think this is working for me. And a, a, a good therapist, I, I, I want to say all therapists should accept that cool it's fine no, it's fine it's like a learning experience don't be embarrassed yeah, yeah don't <laughs> don't be embarrassed because like i know that with a lot of people and like i felt that way sometimes like mm, my therapist kind of crazy she talks way too much this is my session mm-hmm. and i kind of like just sat through it and then when i like eventually got out of that and had like a new set a, a new therapist it was just like oh i could have had this all this time the you know what i'm saying time. but I was, I was i was dealing with you know chatty <laughs> <laughs> that i'm paying you know so right out of pipe right you're paying it's a service so <laughs> the service the type of quality yes. you know that you need circle back to self-care okay <laughs> we can't end this without talking about self-care. we can't right we can't because Ari's been you know practicing different like taglines yep. about self-care yeah she's coined the term self-hate I don't know if we're gonna get into that today <laughs> she can explain that <laughs> she can explain that but um I noticed just like even about myself don't choke girl I'm sorry that was funny <laughs> uh Self-care, I think, is, you know, at one point for myself, self-care became like a word for me to kind of understand a lot of just different ways, just like honestly just taking care of myself. And I mean, it sounds like intuitive when you say it, but it's like, I think with each individual, like the more that you just, I guess, maybe not even necessarily experience hardship, but just like navigate your life, you realize like, oh, little things that make me happy Mm -hmm. can be a way of taking care of myself from taking a nap or telling people, hey, I'm not going to pop out tonight. Or like, just, you know, I'm going to be late today because nigga, I'm tired. Like, it is what it is. It can come in many different forms, but at the same time, like, I feel like it's kind of, it's maybe become like a kind of a buzzword too, where it's lost its meeting. Yeah. What do you think? It's just starting to be YOLO. It's, yeah. It's starting to be a reinvented YOLO. You know, when when people realize something's good, it's like, everyone wants to be included, right? So you gotta say it, you gotta, it's everywhere now. So it appears everywhere. Yeah, it's on, it's on like wine glasses. It's on shot glasses, like really. Right, shot glasses. It's on shot glasses. That Where do we cut that the was, That was designed Let's only for sure. Everclear, like, yeah. like right. Where do we cut? Where do we cut the line in self care? And that's part. And that's part of the point I want to make. It's like you have to have a line. You know, naps are nice. But it's again to the point where you're not doing anything. People aren't seeing you. Like you're not showing up to work. Like if it's affecting, if your quote unquote self care is affecting like the functioning of you meeting as well around a person and actually getting stuff done, then maybe you might want to consider, you know, how many naps you're taking or you know, how many glasses of wine are you drinking a day? You know, like everything's in moderation. Um, 
that same note. It's more than getting your nails done. Like mm. we can't slap every nice thing with a self care label, you know. Right. <laughs> there has to be some kind of function, like some actual like benefits from you doing yeah. this. Say it again, <laughs> girl. So that's that's probably my only my biggest gripe with it. It's just like okay, but your problem is still there. Like you actually do need to call this person because that hasn't changed. So, mm-hmm. so how do you self care? I, I will drink my glass of wine. I've, I've actually told myself I'm going to at least have a bottle set aside for the week and then try to like decompress that evening with the glass, whatever else I'm eating or doing that night. So like, that's one thing. Cause I love wine. Told you we aunties. <laughs> I told you. Hey, told you. We are. <laughs> Play your house music. Okay. <laughs> And then, um, to be completely honest, like, I've noticed, like, within my studies, I've kind of, I've kind of let some of my hobbies, like, drift to the wayside. And I want to bring, like, some of that stuff back in, because I, I used to draw, like, doodles and stuff. And right. I want to, you know, I've got my sketchbook lined up. I just actually need to commit to maybe doing, like, one little doodle a day or something, like, creative, so that all of my mind space or head space isn't geared toward all this work I have to do. Mm-hmm. Um so just making sure you're, if you have a creative side, like that's an awesome idea for self-care. Um, chatting with a friend, like it's really simple stuff. Uh, journaling, maybe if you, you still think that being that reserved person is something like that's truly your type of personality. You don't have to feel like all of your self-care needs have to be um, fulfilled through social things. Like you can do self-expression work, that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm really going to try to work on really more that creative aspect within my life. Mm-hmm. Wine is never like leaving, so that's a <laughs> day. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's dope. Wine is bait, and art's going to make a return. <laughs> that's what's up. So, wait, I just want to plug a black woman that creates, well, she has a self care journal. Oh. Her name is Ty Sawyer, T A I Sawyer, like what's what's that? S A W Y E R. Yep. Okay. What's that? Um, what's that book? Um, that Sawyer. It was. What's that book? I think it was racist. I don't know. I I forgot the name, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. So it's called Love, comma you, and it's basically like a prompt at the top of each page, like what makes you upset. How will you be successful today? How like it's very simple, but like just extremely mm-hmm. effective. Um, I try to I try to do it every day. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, I think it's three hundred sixty five like prompts. Yes, it's three hundred sixty five pages. So you can do one every single day of the year, and then at the end of the year, you can like see how you was in shambles for the first six months and realize the progression you know getting better because yeah because we're all shambles every you know yeah every now and again it's a journey so yeah i just want to plug that in like that's what i use um and yeah self-care I'm gonna have to snag that yeah. on you. Love you. Well, that's so good. If you want to see it, we're gonna we're gonna drop links. Okay, great. Um, yeah, of all of the things because I'm definitely gonna use some of the stuff that Carrie talked about, and I'm and I'm sure a lot of people are gonna want to know about this journal. Um, and one last thing I wanted to talk about that's been on my brain for like a while, and it's kind of annoyed me. So 
the idea of things serving you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this, I felt like this was what you were going to get to. Yes. I'm interested. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, where's your, what's your perspective, I guess? <laughs> My perspective. Well, first, let me, re- do you need a refill? Oh, yes. Thank you, ma'am. We've been drinking Carrie. Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. That oh, Tom nigga. Sawyer. Yeah, it was like a Tom, a Bill. Yeah. Do you, do you need, some, need some wine? Thing. Uh, no, um, you need some libations? I'm good. Okay. You sure? Yeah. She keeping it. Coffee That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we do this every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's Chinese food. We didn't order this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> but, okay. So, the idea of things serving you, like, on one mm-hmm. hand, we have tweets or, like, little images like this. I'm going to read it and I'll show it to you. Okay. It says, let go of all this. It's not serve your happiness. Right? Okay. So, for... Uh-huh. Throw my kids away. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can see where this is going. Right. <laughs> so, it's like, you know, that could be a lot of things. You know, for things that don't serve you. It could be, you know, anxious people in your life. It could be, a, you know, a job that's, like, sucking the joy out of your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, things that serve you, right? I interpreted it as things that don't bring you joy, as our girl, Marie condo oh. <laughs> a home girl <laughs> does this spark joy things that serve you i think it's kind of the same thing right but i feel like in a lot of ways like people like we were just talking about like where do we draw that line people are like throwing hella shit away like i saw someone took a picture it was just like uh get rid of the things that don't serve you and it was like an image of like someone like yeeting a baby or something like that it was like a cartoon and i'm just like okay and so we have posts like this is a tweet and i thought like uh yes come on tell me about it and it's this girl i don't know who knows if this is the original tweet but it says iman europe and it says don't let this tainted self-love trend have you 50 and alone because you walked away from everything that didn't serve you instead of learning conflict revolution resolution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah conflict resolution i mean life isn't all sunshine and rainbows you can't just say no just because it doesn't serve you in the moment like we have stuff we gotta do you know we got so define what does that mean yeah. like what does you um, know like what's your take yeah <laughs> I feel like a lot of it has like when you were reading both of those I thought of immediately the whole concept of instant versus delayed gratification girl okay I'm sorry yes. we have issues with in our society especially because you know it's fast paced we see what we're supposed to be we need it now we need to get there now mm-hmm. if you're in my way like with any kind of criticism be it constructive or not if it's a no and I'm a yes I'm not trying to hear but like people have to like be open to taking the long route sometimes like sometimes that's just part of life like most times that's part of life um so I feel conflict resolution is about you understanding that about yourself maybe thinking about like actually sitting down and deciding what you want and literally mapping out what that actually entails versus how you think it's supposed to go because I feel like a lot of people just want that they see the end goal they don't necessarily see the work that has to be put Mm, into it the journey yeah um so yeah your happiness I don't think a lot of people realize like happiness versus joy your happiness can be sacrificed if it's you know a greater end of you being joyful in the long run we have to clean 
up. We have to, you know, go to work, all this stuff. Who wants to go to work? Like, <laughs> just on the baseline. But if you can see it, like, if you have that delay, if you know that it's working towards something greater, then do it. Like, I can sacrifice being happy for the 30 minutes it's going to take me to wash these dishes if I have a clean house on the end. Like, just building up those good habits so that you can actually reach those goals that you claim to want. Like, it's very important. And I think that that's so important. Like, first of all, I never thought about happiness and joy being different. I always assumed that they were kind of the same, whereas the way you're describing your happiness is kind of just like the feeling and joy is this state of mind Mm. and of sorts. Mm. And that's really enlightening for me to kind of think about just personally. I think that's really interesting, but I think that's super like insightful that you brought up just like instant gratification because we apply that to so many things Mm -hmm. in our life be it you know we need our paycheck now we need our money now we need you know with our therapist like we need to get Mm -hmm. this handled now Mm -hmm. relationships we need to get a husband now husband now they ain't acting the way i want them to act Mm -hmm. right now or you know or we not why we not married right now like Mm -hmm. you know like you know I think, a, I think a lot of people don't know what happiness means to them. Mm. Like, I think they have no idea. I mm. think because of, like, the social media phase, we see other people looking happy, and we may think, oh, this looks like something that I would like, but we truly don't. I, I feel like a lot of people don't take, like, that alone retrospective time to really figure out what makes them happy and i kind of feel like when when we eventually do that i think we will kind of because i i kind of like look at a lot of people as kind of like i feel like a lot of people think the same as far as like the masses Mm -hmm. but i think like when the masses i I sound real whole type right now when the masses (laughs) when the masses like really like dig deep down into themselves I think they'll realize how different and unique that we all are and I think that like things will be better and happy and joyful right right you have both you mm-hmm. can be happy right joyful, yeah. oh yeah this is see I'm like really stuck on this joy thing like I'm gonna be thinking about this later like <laughs> after by the end of the day when I'm taking my self-care bubble bath I'll probably finish off this bottle of wine because I don't I don't drink by myself like this is the first time I've like really just had wine like just That's the wine I got for the housewarming is it oh mm. see it's, it's good. getting lit right it's good <laughs> you know Girl, this shit is effective you know, you know? <laughs> yes yes and actually yeah, I'm not gonna put my sister on the spot but she put she she did she put in some work <laughs> but Oh my gosh, this has been like super insightful. Like, do you have any anything on your spirit that you want to ask Carrie before we um, uh, log off of this? Yes. So I, I mean, maybe we can all figure this out together. Mm-hmm. So social media has been a has been a a point of focus that has caused a lot of mental health destruction mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. You know, like we see people that don't look that we want to look like or lifestyles that we don't have that we want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there is like a way that we can like shift? I mean, like I see how like um, Raven mm-hmm. said before you were post, you were post like enlightened enlightening posts or just or just helpful things like on your story or whatever like that's definitely like uh, an amazing step in the right direction but like do you think that there's like something that we all can do like as people to like shift 
I'm asking for a huge ask yeah, right now. A huge ask right now. But the three of us, the yeah. three of us, like, is there, are there things that we can do that could enlighten our viewers, like for the page or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. where like people aren't, where, um, like, I think that, uh, within social media instagram for example i feel like there needs to be like safe spaces you know like oh i'm going to the success pending podcast page because i want to feel better about myself so i guess maybe this is maybe this isn't something we that we should figure out maybe it's just the wine talking maybe this is (laughs) a demand to our listeners like try to like just give as much positivity as possible you know like you'll feel better about yourself your viewers will feel better about themselves it's not a competition like we all kind of suck so facts yeah. I have I can have a list of how I suck, but I also have a list of ways that I don't suck. I think that's important that too. Important. Yeah. yeah, we gotta be transparent. We, we gotta be more transparent. Yeah, and I think that's the. I mean, I was gonna try and answer your question, but I think like and this is not to like, um, you know, to like pat ourselves on the back or anything like that. But I think just like mediums or pages or any you know body who tries to be transparent in that way like i think like again instagramification i don't like reading long paragraphs on instagram but like low-key i feel like if you type it out you're probably in your fifis right now so i'm gonna entertain it right and a lot of times and a lot of times like it really be people be being mad transparent and like vulnerable about what it is they're going through even if it's like people who have like hella followers like i saw something like there was like one comedian i saw and I never followed his page, but I knew he was funny and he was just posting shit and he was talking about like mental illness and like mental health and all of his struggles and all this kind of stuff. And he was just like being mad transparent about it. And it was in a way where to me, it just resonated with me and where I thought like this doesn't seem performative at all. It just seems like like this thing has like been going through shit and like he's just like, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying like I'm human and I have things to worry about and I have worries and I have concerns and other synonyms for what the fuck's going on (laughs) but I think when people are more transparent and just vulnerable in that way and like share that vulnerability with it doesn't have to be with strangers it can even just be with the people who are around you I think that's a way of just kind of like um dissolving that competition I think we've been conditioned to like have with one another where it's like this person seems so happy and they seem like they got it all together and da 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 and like why am I not like this like I think transparency is the key to it all just like you know the way I fucked up the uh introduction today like (laughs) I may edit it out I may not I don't know you'll see in the final cut but like we're all just working on ourselves or you know I think a lot of us are trying to work on ourselves and just, you know, be the best version as we can. And I think it's really cool when you just talk about it and be like, yo, I'm trying. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying and it's hard. No, I'm up to it. Yeah. Do you have any social media comments? Do you want to plug? Man, well, like I said, it's, it's a systemic thing. And I'm just thinking about all these other, like, well, social media main component of that is the media like what we think we should be so I feel like it's there in a way where celebrities and people like with power that people look up to like we look up to them like we do like we view like certain things certain ways because of what the media shows us whether we realize it or recognize it or not and we shouldn't have to hear about things like mental health 
when some big celebrity has a breakdown, like it shouldn't take that for us to realize, oh, they were struggling with this. Like, wow, they're human too. Like if we have more like allies and like people like just be upfront with everyone else so that they can see, you know, this source of transparency, like you talked about, um, and knowing that everyone goes through that and no one's perfect, like no one's perfect. So I think that's part of it. Um, building that awareness just on a communal level so that we don't have, you know, the cyber bullying and this whole, you know, fit, what is it called? The whole fit trend. Yeah, all the fit trends and stuff like that you see. Um, Because that's tapping into the younger generations and what they think and just not perpetuating the cycle that we've gotten ourselves into. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we like to end um, our sessions with a little mantra that we like to tell like our viewers to encourage them for the remainder of the week or whatever and i think that you should do the honors you're just gonna put it on the spot (laughs) just like off the dome like this is a cypher just off the dome just just something that you feel that you just want to encourage our listeners mantra well this is a personal mantra i kind of tell myself Mm -hmm. every once in a while it's simple it's just don't get in your own way. Don't mm-hmm. get in your own way. There's so many That's external good. things mm-hmm. to get in your way. Don't let it be you. That's really good. That's dope. See, because I be holding myself back. Okay, <laughs> way back. Oh yeah. That's good. That's good. See, I fuck I with that. She had it on deck. I told. I, I see. I, I was confident. You know. Yeah, I panicked. I was confident. Like, what she gonna she say? Gonna <laughs> handle it. You know. You got it. No, you got it. Because she always does the mantras. That's why I was just like, what she about struggling. to do? No, she she be coming up with this. She can do it in less than five seconds. If I if she asked me to do a mantra, we would it would be another ten minutes. So I'd be like, come back to me. In the meantime, <laughs> let me Google something. Right. In the meantime, have some more wine. Right. But Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I was super excited about this session because, like, we be talking about how we just be like struggling and sad and and irritated all the fucking time. I'm like, we need to have someone who like went to school for this shit (laughs) because there's no way my therapist when I had one would come and that would be too that would be way too much so I'm like Carrie would be awesome for this thank you so genuinely super happy that this happened I'm glad (laughs) I'm so glad it was a nice talk we've been talking for a while because it's dark like my house is dark now (laughs) but um let us know like Carrie I don't know if if you want to do you have any um do you want to plug anything Mm, I'm just gonna mention uh and you you said you were cool some weeks and stuff so just I left a blurb of some hotlines that people might want to check out um, another suicide prevention one is on there um, in the notes but just things like that you know keeping the communication lines open any personal IG oh well yeah follow me follow me you know, follow I'm, her I'm private on everything especially now considering <laughs> okay <laughs> turning and you know, right. folks be looking you up so I gotta tone it down at least until I graduate but uh, I am you can follow me it's curiosity k-h-e-r-i-o-s-i-t-y so a pun on my name that's cute um, that's pretty much it on um, just about everything. I feel, I feel, um, first name, Facebook. Yeah. Awesome. I follow back. Yeah. She follows back, <laughs> she y'all. She back. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's great for you SoundCloud rappers. Because you might need some encouragement. No shade. No shade. I'm sorry. But, okay. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Super thank excited. You. Um, we're going to pause and take a little break.
Well, that was awesome. I learned a lot. I got a lot to think about tonight. Yeah, me too. All right, y'all. We appreciate you listening to another episode of Success Pending. We hope that, you know, you're able to take your mental health, you know, to the next phase. If you already, if you aren't already, um, whatever that means for you, self-care, finding a therapist and yeah. Yeah. And she said it herself. Don't let yourself get in your own way. With that being said, we're going to tell you guys peace out and chime in next time. See ya. Bye.